Hi, this is Ross Payton, and this is a preview of RPBR Recommendizer, a new series on our Patreon. In each episode, we recommend media sources to help inspire and inform you for your tabletop games. In this episode, Caleb, Jason, and I talk about Delta Green, touching on recommendations uh, in movies, books, and other games that can help you run and play Delta Green. We have six other episodes of Recommendizer already on the Patreon, and we are putting out a new episode every month. If you like this preview episode, join the Patreon today to get access to all of them, plus our ongoing bonus series, After Hours, where we review the weirdest and worst RPG books ever written. RPPR Illustrated features artwork of new and unique artifacts usable for many RPGs. And the RPPR Discord is a great community available to all patrons for talking about games and sharing cool links and memes. Enjoy the episode. Hey, this is Russ Baton with Role Playing Public Radio. This is RPPR Recommendizer. Uh, this is our third episode, and uh, we are talking about... Well, actually, this is episode two, because we had episode zero first. Uh, but anyways, uh, I realized uh, for Recommendizer, we're, 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 we're trying to recommend things for you to check out. Um, we should do uh, some episodes looking at RPGs and recommending things to get that RPG, to understand and have you a better appreciation of that game. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to be looking at Delta Green, because that is a game near and dear to all of our hearts here at RPPR. And uh, I'm going to be joined by two Delta Green experts. Uh, Caleb, how are you doing? I, I'm an expert now. Yeah, you are. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you, Hello. <laughs> you bubbled up. I'm probably at least as qualified as anybody on the news. So. <laughs> I mean, that, that is the standard, though. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? You're, yeah. You're a professional when you actually get paid for something, yeah, right? Some, you actually know everything. Someone about called it. me an expert, and there, therefore I go. Yeah, yeah you can't question capitalism. <laughs> yes, I would never. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we have Jason here. Hey, uh, how's it going, everybody? And uh, they, you know, both of you were just in the second, the the revised God's Teeth campaign, uh, yes. which just wrapped yeah. up on Delta Green Dead channels. Uh, we wrapped up playing it. It's not done posting. Yet. Okay, so, so you can you. subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Delta Green Dead channels and get those sweet, sweet revised actual plays with a new cast and revised uh, scenarios, which I have changed uh, slightly. <laughs> I, I literally cannot tell you how they changed because I've rewritten them so many times. Yes. Maybe recall. you just have to do that whole 360 where it comes we, back to the original. We, uh, I mean, we it's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, to be fair, it, it was smooth as fuck. So I, I appreciate that. that. Like, yeah. But yeah. is it smooth enough? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The answer for Shane is no. no of course not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Delta Green is a game of uh, modern horror, uh, and uh, when it came out in the 90s, it was called What If the X-Files Meet? met call of cthulhu mm-hmm. uh that was the most often used elevator pitch uh and now the x-files have been off the air for uh a long time now i know there was a brief re- revival uh like five or six years ago or whatever. yeah it made me glad for all those years it was off the air <laughs> <laughs> uh and then like more recently in the 2010s there was uh true detective season one but that has also been uh, a while now years mm-hmm. i think it was what 2014 uh something like that uh 2012 uh 2014 yeah yeah tw- and 
Yes. The direct inspiration for God's teeth. Yeah. Uh, And so there's Delta Green is getting more popular uh, because a lot of people like horror. And uh, also because of RPG issues, people are looking at alternatives to, uh, you know, the world's most popular role playing game. Uh, Uh, I've I've also been doing my best to (laughs) tell people about it. Yeah. In case you haven't noticed. Yeah. Uh, And RPBR, we've, you know, played many games. But uh, Delta Green is uh inspired and influenced by very specific things and it's trying to go for a very specific vibe and so in this episode we're going to be talking about things we think would help you understand that vibe that delta green is going for that very scientific term uh uh vibe in in two main ways one is like theme and atmosphere and the other one is in procedural and that by that i mean like you know delta green is not trying to be like you know, murder investigation simulator, like how an investigation actually gets solved, but get the feel of it, you know? So like, um, trying to get the sense of like a Hollywood movie that like, Oh, that feels like a really accurate investigation right. in depth and very clever and, you know, uh, a good whodunit or whatever, or like the opposite, you know, the, the sort of movie that like, Oh yeah, you can't solve things. You can't never know what actually happened in the past or something like that. And like Delta green has sort of, uh, uh, and so just trying to get that, those procedural elements of, like how would you clear a house with uh, some armed guys trying to take out other guys or how would you capture somebody how would you plant a bug um and so like the, there's the theme and then there's the procedural element and so i i came up with some in- inspirations and i guess we'll just talk about the the two we've already mentioned so far the x-files and uh true detective uh season one uh because i think like some of the x-files episodes are worth looking at like the monster of the week episodes um like fluke man and things like that uh are like at its core level, Delta Green is about like using law enforcement credentials <laughs> to go out and find this monster and put an end to it. Um, and that's a very basic like, OK, yeah, they're like uh, the Delta Green one shot is a monster of the week episode of like one of these shows, uh, I think. So, yeah, I mean, for me, because I kind of have to think about everything in terms of Delta Green um, as a job. Mm-hmm. Like it's not so much what you watch. So as like how much you're going to be able to get out of the vibe filter of Delta green once mm-hmm. it comes out the other end. And sometimes that can be everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes that can be it. Now, how do you construct the vibe filter? I mean, that would require like uh, recommending some philosophy stuff and recommending Lovecraft stuff and things like that. But, yeah. but like um, it's easier to say like what you pull out. So yeah, monster of the week structure for yeah. that. Um bureaucracy like uh is pretty well conveyed at least the early seasons of x-files not after it gets all smoking man and shit but like early season is x-files skinner does not want to hear about your weird (laughs) fucking vampire fluke man in the fucking sewers just like no we don't do that here like bust somebody on forensic accounting like yeah it's not our job like um so yeah that that is very good and then uh it gets again grading in the later seasons but i think another part of delta green that um is vibe important at least for me is the the confluence and um mismatch between like human evil and cosmic evil Mm. and like when you have dana scully the 15th time she's seen like a vampire victim be like, I don't know if vampires are real. And like <laughs> she was a vampire like three episodes ago. Yeah. And like, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't fucking make any sense. But in Delta green, your, your skepticism versus like ecstatic mysticism 
in the X-Files is represented uh, by, you know, Scully and Mulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it becomes a bit tiresome and like formulaic, but in Delta Green, it doesn't have to be because like any awful thing you see could have an unnatural explanation. It could have an unnatural explanation fueled by a base human desire mm-hmm. of a sorceress, or it could just be sick motherfucking people like and and like that's what you're constantly adjudicating with and like uh uh true detectives the same way between the cole and and martin hart dynamic um one guy goes back and checks your tax records in the 50s to go against your 90s welfare thing and can actually talk to the boss and the other does uh, like a weird esoteric mystic with 99 (laughs) firearms like yeah like that's the tension you you want in your buddy cop of delta green yeah um well there is one other thing with the X-Files that is important, especially for the, uh, they recently released the, uh, conspiracy, which is about Delta green, you know, the original source book, mm-hmm. uh, the nineties and, uh, that the original Delta green is a lot about UFO mythology. And that's, you know, the X-Files, we can argue about the quality of that UFO mythology, but like no other show really does that, yeah. but like majestic 12 Roswell, um, all of these things. And so like to get the idea, like back in the nineties, flying officers were fucking terrifying. Everybody's getting mad by them. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. UFO sightings are actually still are like up in, in the real world. Like you, you there are UFO, like people could submit the things. And like, um, of course, most of those are probably like drones and shit like that. So, but like that mythology is sort of important to del- understanding Delta green. Like yeah. the idea that there's this massive government institution that is concealing supernatural shit to the people and, and actively being harmful like that is a core delta green concept so yeah well and like kind of going off of that specific phrasing there but i i actually would i like to add in i think mm-hmm. supernatural season one oh, also okay. carries a good vibe not just the monster of the week mm-hmm. but also uh you know we've talked a lot about the bureaucratic and procedural mm-hmm. side but there is also the un lawful side of mm-hmm. Delta green and the, the rogue consistency components and having like, mm-hmm. you know, blacklisted spies and contractors and stuff like, you know, like, oh, yeah, just yeah. weird experts that you can bring in that players can bring in mm-hmm. and how that interacts with actual procedural. And that's a big component to that first season of that show, like where they're mm-hmm. pretending to be cops or federal marshals or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not just, you know, actually working within it, but working outside the system, but having to play the system yeah. because of the components of like delta green that is and is not legitimate so yeah the winchester brothers are basically ca- like in delta green part one's cowboys they're operating yes. outside of the law they're committing crimes in order to fund this and uh because they they're true believers yeah um there's actually another element of uh, supernatural uh season one uh which is the figuring out what the fuck the supernatural thing is yes. uh and yes. like delta green is really good because it encourages the gm to come up with a unique supernatural what the fuck that thing is and like how the mechanism of how it works yeah uh and you know there's a lot of episodes of supernatural where they think it's one thing but it's really another thing and there's sort of this deduction and like trial and error of like oh god okay well we'll bring salt you know we we use salt oh yeah, shit yeah, yeah. it doesn't need salt it needs i went through three journals and yeah. and i swear all the evidence lines up to this but nope it's completely wrong and now we have no fucking clue how to solve this problem <laughs> like <laughs> because we're just gonna die <laughs> yeah um i mean yeah a lot of delta green you can you can emphasize one aspect over the other you can't cover every aspect equally in a game so you have to sure. kind of think about is this a thing where you have to figure out what the fuck the monster is or is it a game where you, you know humans are using an, an easily understood monster to do evil or is it like you know the bureaucracy is the problem you know and uh there's a lot of different ways of doing that um yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, that that's a really good uh, uh, pull. I like that. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, now the other big influence we mentioned is True Detective season one, um, yeah. which is getting more in the philosophy aspect of it. And uh, I know that True Detective season one is famously like uh, influenced by Thomas Ligotti, uh, who you could talk about a little bit, Caleb. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of the split. I mean, that's why it's called the Delta Green Show. It's because um, uh, Pizzoletto, often literally in terms of like outright plagiarism, is <laughs> uh, not only stealing from like the philosophical works that I think most clearly align with like many writers of Delta Green's view of the canon world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also pulling from like the same procedural information as uh, they're looking at. So for instance, like if you just want to look at the, if you want to do sub recommendations, so like mm-hmm. you watch true detective, if you're going to watch true detective, you might as well read uh, Thomas Ligotti's case against the human race, which often has like Russ Cole monologues, like control C control V. <laughs> um, Eugene Thacker, the same way, uh, anti-natalists, uh, like any kind of anti-natalist philosophy is often coming out of Cole's mouth. And uh, then, of course, you've got like overt references to things put into the mythos. So like Carcosa, the Yellow King mm-hmm. and reinterprets of that as like, you know, memes or ideas or ancient traditions, not necessarily like a literal lake on a literal planet called mm-hmm. Holly. Um, and, and that's all very, uh, I would say like back in handler recommendations, like mm-hmm. things to get the vibe of Delta green. Um, but the thing that makes true detective good is that um, it also has the other obsession, which is Delta green, which is like obsessive research into uh, the procedurals of like the U S security state and law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do a lot of investigative stuff that if a cop is good at their job, they would do to find a killer like that. It's mm-hmm. mainly sitting in offices with paperwork and endlessly querying shitty file systems when it's actually digitized. And it, um, it's not, you know, doing eight minute long run and gun shootouts in projects, pretending to be a, biker pretending to be a cop (laughs) but like that's the game part of delta green like so like that's the best part about delta green you got the cosmic stuff that you can look into if you're trying to write your own scenario and kind of get in the headspace of like true black abyssal Mm -hmm. despair and it's over and you know all that kind of stuff uh or you can look into the procedural elements but the fact of the matter is that no one in Delta Green is a good cop. No one is a good soldier, a good nurse. They're not a good Department of Education employee. They're all Delta Green versions of that, <laughs> which means that when they fuck up, that's fine, because either they're for the program, in which case they get to decide what's legal and illegal, or they're cowboys and they were criminals already. <laughs> so like you're you're playing the bad version of that. And so when things go wrong and you start doing stupid shit that wouldn't happen in the real world, you instantly have like well tentacles aren't in the real world like yeah. that's why yeah that's your story excuse yeah yeah one other thing i liked about uh season one is also that they like they do sort of like you know cole's character uh his pet drug past well you know he has these hallucinations but like you could easily explain oh there actually is a supernatural thing but it's so muted or subtle that like you can be oh that explain it away and like delta yeah. green often does not do that but you definitely can do a delta green thing where like you don't the supernatural thing is like 
did something happen? Like, what what is going on? I mean, there are some scenarios where it's so subtle, like the last equation, where it's like, you know, numbers, man, they're scary, apparently. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you can do a lot of Delta Green is like not understanding the exact Pinchonian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Apophenia. Yeah. I think there's a conspiracy here. Yeah. But my brain is also geared towards pattern recognition in the worst way. And so the, the only feeling you arrive to is apophenia. Like, I feel like I see a deeper pattern. Mm-hmm. I am equally aware Ooh, that yeah. I could be mistaking that deeper pattern. Like, it's the step before paranoia and, like, mm-hmm. I need the tinfoil hat because my TV is watching me yeah. uh, <laughs> through the Chinese weather balloon or something oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, like, that is, uh, apophenia is the thing that stops you getting that. But, like, that's often the best. I mean, it's America. That's yeah. the best you can hope for. Is, or we, we saw something in the woods and we shot at it and we yeah. think it's yeah. gone mm-hmm. you know we said the ritual and it and it, we stopped hearing the screaming i guess it's bad i yeah. guess it's good yeah um but yeah we uh of course uh you know we all uh, uh, i think you should go without saying read lovecraft's fiction because delta green's premise is what if lovecraft's fiction happened and it just kept on going to the 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 original stories especially shadow over Innsmouth, um and the call of cthulhu and that kind of thing so that's just sort of like if you haven't read them you should read them like i i actually really like the statement of randolph carter just as as a piece of fiction i taught it um when i was teaching at at college but Mm -hmm. also um i like it in this sense because of kind of its its usage of for the time contemporary mm-hmm. like technology like it's all done as a transcript so there's the procedural you know mm-hmm. you know with the cops and stuff you know the, the him giving his statement but also it's all done with he's just listening to a radio and oh, listening to what yeah. the hell's happened as his partner is uh, radioing back to him and then it's it's infamous ending which i won't spoil yeah, yeah, yeah. two people out there it's, it's read not that one, it's not a long story no it's yeah, literally yeah. a page and a half or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. it is very short and it's a really great one i think if we're talking vibe you yeah, know, yeah and getting into the the spirit of stuff that I think captures a lot of the technological yeah. and, and horror components to what we're going for here with Delta Green. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Like yeah. Lovecraft at his time was writing science fiction. He was trying yeah. to incorporate current ideas and like uh, uh, technology into his stories and like uh, and then and, and in the statement, like the thing. Yeah, they don't like, oh, exactly. Here's this thing. And here's the supernatural. Here's everything explained. You know, it's not D&D. It's not like Call Cthulhu, which often is like, oh, yeah, that's a ghoul. That's a bike. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, it's just you, who knows? Yep. <laughs> it's indescribable. Yep. No, that's a good, yeah. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so that you, you could even do a Delta green update of that. Like that's a lot of Delta green scenarios, taking a Lovecraft story and updating that. Yeah. I know that's what the, uh, you know, that Willer and some of them do a lot. Um, like they did the re- he's working on one. That's an update of the horror red hook. I forgot what it's called, but, uh, that's in the works. Um, I mean, you're talking about uh, one thing is also Delta Green likes to do is to take uh, take the mythos element and wrap it in something in the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, And so doing a bit of historical research can be helpful in terms of like uh, because like one thing you don't unless you really study history is like how weird like especially like Delta Green is also a very American game. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's about the American security state and the military industrial complex and all of these very uniquely American elements, which obviously you can transplant to another country with some translation. But like, sure. it's a different culture, different history. Um, but like uh, I read a book on history and there's many others in this subgenre called Occult America, which is a history mm-hmm. of like occult influences in art country's history and talking things about like people in Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin complaining about all these people 
uh, uh, reading these books on angel summoning to find hidden gold and just like they're not working. They're trying to summon angels to find gold. They're just <laughs> wasting their time and their families are starving. And, you know, it's like they're trying to find buried Indian gold. It's like it's not out there. You yeah. know, like, yeah. Uh, and then things like that Freemasons and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And like there's this huge uh, uh, uptick in like uh, uh, societies like that in the 19th century. Yeah. And then like fucking just there's so much weirdness in American history. Let, like you could easily take an element and say, okay, well this actually had some mythos, this weird supernatural unnatural thing. And now someone found it today, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that, that's one way to pull it. But uh, I would say as a person who has to read a lot of Delta green scenarios, uh, the way not to do that is native Americans had religion. Therefore that's true. And also the mythos, Yeah. Uh, please, oh, yeah. please avoid that. Please stop doing that (laughs) please please quit doing that now the thing i like to see is that um native americans or christians or you know hasidic jews or whatever Mm -hmm. real world group you want to do do have an idea of it in their lore that is a misinterpretation Mm -hmm. and what i really like to do is that like well you found the real version because you found an ancient book from 400 bc that calls it this and then i also like to make clear that that is an even worse bronze age interpretation of the same thing that everyone (laughs) is getting wrong because you're a dumb meat monkey and you're never gonna get the whole thing like mm-hmm. that and that's fine um but yeah and focusing off of a real world event can uh you know provide a lot of benefits just make sure to never um never explain away real world human shittiness oh yeah with the cosmic uh, or uh the the truth behind the stars like we're gonna figure that out and use it for our real world shittiness and mm-hmm. it's gonna figure out our real world shittiness and hide inside of it but it, one does not cause the other <laughs> uh, yeah that is that that would i say would be the only thing to um tap the brakes there on like basing on your pulled from a true story because otherwise like Law and Order's been on for a long time. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it fucking works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like the, the in, in Benjamin Franklin's case, or at least in the, that era, like they, there was the Native Americans there never had buried gold. It was entirely a rumor that the people, you know, the settlers made up and then they just thought, oh, yes, obviously God loves me. And now, obvi- you know, uh, the angels obviously are servants of God. So if I can summon an angel, the angel will show me where hidden gold is. You know, it's just like pure greed um but like people are you know making cults all the time and like there's cults all over the place even to this day and, like, oh, yeah. there's all kinds of weird shitty things happening just around the corner if you just look for it um and so like a cult america is a, a good book to read it's a pretty like it's it's not like an academic book it's like meant for general audiences um has a lot of cool ideas in it another uh, slightly more academic book is grimoires which is a history of like magical books um they also talk about like Books that were, uh, uh, you know, 20th century uh, grimoires that were like reprints of like and just people making shit up, you know, like yeah. the, the, the Necronomicon from the 1970s. It just makes everything up. <laughs> but then like these books would get exported to like uh, Jamaica or other countries and be like, oh, yes, obviously that's real. And like, right. well, it comes from America. That means it's an authority. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> weird seeing all these influences, you know, uh, 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 all these different influences on people and like yeah. how it spreads and where it spreads to it's uh so yeah just go weird um but yeah that that's sort of for the vibe for more procedural stuff um there's a really good movie i think for michael mann called to live in uh 
to live and die in uh, uh, L.A. East L.A. I think. Uh, no, to live and die in L.A. Oh, okay. uh, it stars the guy who uh, I'm blanking on his name, but he was the lead in uh, the original CSI. Uh, William uh, Peterson, I believe. Yeah. His name. yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, do not gesture at me and be yeah. like, oh, you know, the original CSI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a seminal work. Yeah. Yes, uh, but the uh, he plays a Secret Service agent, uh, and William Defoe is this forger, and you know. Uh, William Peterson's trying to catch him. And uh, have either of you seen this movie? Yes, I okay. own it. I'll, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you you know, like... I know this one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many felonies does he commit in this movie to try and catch this guy, <sighs> William Defoe? Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, and not even just talking about his violations of, like, procedural work, but uh, if I recall correctly, like, he, 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 like, he's got, he just takes all, like, the, 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 the dirty noir detective mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah. tropes. Like, I think he, I think there's, there's several frequenting of Dead prostitutes dead yeah. partner yeah. drug abusage like yeah no like i mean this guy just it's it's all like it, it's all the way down the line to like justify getting mm-hmm. all of the you know all of this and he's trying right to arrest this guy to yeah. throw not even to like the delta green things we just got to find him and kill him right right yeah and, and just get away or even the him. dirty cop movie of yeah. like nah, nah this guy's not going behind bars he's getting the street just no nah, it's not that no he's yeah. actually gonna try and put this guy in jail and through the criminal court system <laughs> like, to, to, to <laughs> get him on a like a buy to like we're gonna try and go undercover and buy you know counterfeit money from uh-huh. we need real money to give to him and the government and the secret service won't give us enough money for that he he's asking for 30 grand uh, our policy is only to give 10 grand mm-hmm. and so he's like well let's steal money from another criminal yeah <laughs> so <laughs> they get a tip that some guy's coming into town with like a suitcase full of cash or like let's just grab him and steal the money <laughs> and then, like well I mean, yeah, I mean, that that's a dumb idea in uh, just trying to catch Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Like if you're trying to stop an existential threat to humanity and uh, you can, you know, either use limitless <laughs> fucking resources mm-hmm. uh, of the bureaucracy or uh, you can hide under the skirt of the limitless resources of the bureaucracy and do those things. That's your excuse for not being up on like what forms you need to fill out to do <laughs> this particular investigation in this particular group. Yeah. Which is where why I don't think people like really get off the boat procedurally because mm-hmm. like you're only only going for verisimilitude you're only going for the feeling of being real yeah that is the most you will ever achieve at a uh game table and considering some of the shit you're doing in delta green i hope that's the most you ever achieve in life yeah. uh, <laughs> with with like what you're talking about doing because like it's a story about um bad people fighting worse things yeah. like um and so there's that so like where i think it procedurally falls down is that I don't think um, that there are a lot of people up with like what's working behind the scenes in most mystery writing. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a lot of mistakes on like mystery writing being that way. Cause that's how a real investigation works mm-hmm. rather than mystery writing being that way. Because like, that's how a story works. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so yeah. a thing I see in a lot of beginning Delta green agencies is that um, everyone's a Moriarty Oh yeah, yeah. Like all the all the criminals are masters. If you've ever met anyone in law enforcement whatsoever, 
there are no Moriarty's. Yeah. yeah. There's there's assholes who are stupid and too rich to arrest. There's assholes who are too stupid and too politically aligned with me to arrest. And then there's dumb assholes that get caught because they're poor. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just dumb assholes all the way down with like different attachments. Like no mm. one is the mastermind. Like, I mean, think about it. No conspiracy f- succeeds because no one knows about it. Every conspiracy succeeds because only the right people know about it. <laughs> and the second your agents come in, the goal is to be the wrong people to know about it. And that's when it breaks. Like, and so like that procedurally, that that's what I see that a lot of people like don't quite understand. They mm-hmm. think everything's going to be deflective. Everything's going to be endlessly th- run around. And the handler makes this Baroque thing yeah. that the players can't even get a grasp on. Whereas what's probably going to break it is, you know, the dumb shit cultist got drunk and tries to use the spell on a Friday night. And then you find that he's a lower rank of the order of whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, that is how real world shit breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the other part of that is that um, I, a lot of people just don't understand like the storytelling trope of like if I want to write you a poem that conveys my love to you, what's the one word I can't use? Love, exactly. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that is the one thing that will be dead. It will mm-hmm. mean nothing. It is just sounds out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Um, if I wanted to write a poem that convinces you to tell me how to put you in prison for the rest of your life, what's the one thing I can't tell you in the poem? I'm investigating you to put you in prison yeah. for the rest of your life. Uh, so like a lot of people don't understand that it is the job of a police officer, CIA agent, ICE official, um, fucking JSOC. Lie. Your your job is to lie. Most of the thing comes out of your mouth every day are fucking lies. Are they a civilian? Guess what? Everything's a lie or it's vague or it's rephrased. Am I talking to someone not clear to my group? Lies. I just tell them to shut up. Maybe even abuse. Am I talking to someone else in my group who I want want to do something who I know won't do it if I tell them the truth. Guess what? More lies. <laughs> like I, I your job is to lie. Like so like what I will see in Delta Green things is like people will knock on the door and do what's done in like a period like we got an hour drama. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's Rizzoli and Isles or it's Stabler and Benson. We're here with the so-and-so. Like no one ever comes up like it would actually be. It's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Or I'm just your cellmate. Tell me how you got in here. Like, you know, like no one does actual like because like if you're getting worked, the it only works if you don't know you're being worked. Like that is that is what everyone gets wrong because like, oh, I just made a skill check. Like, OK. What happens when you fail that skill check? Did some guy f- just not talk to that asshole at the bus station <laughs> and then you get to go back and try again? Or did you identify yourself as working for, you know, the Treasury Department <laughs> and then they told you to fuck off and now they know they're under investigation by the Treasury Department? Because, <laughs> like, those are different stakes for the same dice roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, just a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know when I write some Delta Green games for, you know, at cons or whatever, people just, like, tell the truth is like why would you do that why i'm just screaming inside he's like don't don't say that like i mean that's also part of the story because like you do what a real cop does in that you lie so much 
you stop being able to identify what is true. Mm-hmm. You start doing it in your home life to your kids mm-hmm. and your wife and anyone who's not a cop. And then any like, cops that aren't like real cops <laughs> like you. And then uh, you don't have truth anymore. And yeah. that's not a great place to be standing when you discover Nihilothotep is real. Like that's the tragedy of Delta Green. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it is because like I had to do these terrible things for a good reason. But it didn't stop them from being terrible things. And it didn't stop, more importantly, the cost on my life, which is the ultimate, you know, moral of the story in Delta Green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, to one one sort of example uh, I did find as the power of the lie is a actual true crime uh, story uh, that came out like in 2021 called The Spine Collector. And it's sort of it's it's interesting uh, because it's a person who was stealing book manuscript uh, manuscripts from like publishers. And uh, the way they did that was just to set up fake email addresses and like, Hey, can you send me that script? I'm the, I'm the editor. I'm the assistant. And they did this. They just hit like everybody, like hundreds of people over years and got like hundreds of manuscripts. And like uh, sometimes, and eventually he, the thing is they kept lying so often and so many times and they made just enough mistakes. It's like, Oh, that, that, that editor wouldn't, you know, the person, and I know that editor. They would never want that manuscript. They, they don't give a shit about that topic. Uh, eventually, people started realizing that somebody was like gunning for these unpublished, you know, yet to be published manuscripts and uh, started investigating them. And like it, it uh, eventually the FBI, they told the FBI and the FBI finally arrested somebody and they, you know, they're they're on trial now or they're going to be on trial soon. And they but like their motives are very mysterious. And like they, it looks like they didn't sell it. They, it's like they're like a pathological thing. But just like, yeah, yeah. like I was I was actually going to ask. I was like, to what end? <laughs> yeah. To what end were they doing this? Um, and we and that's another thing. Delta Green is like, you just don't know everything. Like yeah. a lot of a good Delta Green operation is like, we think we did something and maybe uh, we we succeeded. Uh, but we don't know and we don't have the resources to go and find out. And like, maybe it's impossible to find out because everyone who would know is now dead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but like the spine collector is, uh, you know, only that one guy knows for sure. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the original story, they did have a suspect, but they did basically, uh, uh, the suspect like gave them information to rule him out as a suspect. And so they got something like, okay, it's not that guy. It's someone else, you know, but like, uh, if, if you want to recommend something like for this procedural thing and like, I understand not wanting to read about like cops and military history all day, if that's not your thing, but like any organization, like think of higher ed. If I'm teaching like uh, an undergrad course, a couple of graduate seminars, and I'm trying to bang out my research on tenure track, do you think I'm going to tell my department head that I'm actually researching ancient Sumerian to close a portal? (laughs) Like, (laughs) no, I'm going to be fired. My life is going to be destroyed. The guy I work with who showed me his silence pistol is going to be a little perturbed. I talked about that. (laughs) Like, you know, it's the same. It's uh, so I think the thing you should read if you really want to get the procedure right is Peter Principle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone is promoted beyond their level of competence, which means if your agents are competent, they will be thrown into the fire until they either douse it or are destroyed themselves. And if they are incompetent, they are going to be giving the orders. Like, that is the definition of an organization. It doesn't matter. It's government work, baby. It doesn't matter what faction you're in. The idiots are in charge. (laughs) And if they're not idiots, they're fucking scammers. And if they're not scammers, 
they're psycho zealots but like those are the only people who get out like the people who are actually good at their jobs will be destroyed by doing that job because <laughs> that's the way it works in teaching that's the way it works in uh medicine for certain if you're like an er doc versus oh, it's like a, it's 100 percent how the military 100 like, how, how the military works yeah that, that, yeah that <laughs> is going to give you everything you could possibly want in delta green you need to see how all human organization, all human structures, all human hierarchy mm-hmm. fails. <laughs> not just in not just in conflict with like our own problems like yeah. of, of like, you know, organized crime and, you know, uh, climate change and, and you know, you know capitalism. Yeah, yeah. Not just in the face of that, but when you put it up against like, I don't know, aliens have been frozen for a billion years in Antarctica, like you're not going to fucking win. <laughs> like, and, and the verisimilitude comes on like, well, why specifically are you not going to win? Are we going to focus really on like how scary that chitinous monster is? Or the fact that you're out here with like it, I, I don't know, like a riot shield and a twenty two, like <laughs> like because that's all the budget would afford, you know. Uh, yeah, no. Um, but speaking of the military, uh, the the other thing at Delta Green is you know the Delta Green, of course, is not like really like uh, um, an RPG. There are some RPGs that you know with extensive gunless and whatnot, but like there is, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we did that a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But Delta Green does have a fair like the idea of violence is certainly inherent in in the premise of the game and certainly a lot of scenarios end in in gunfights because uh, Delta Green's rule system is like humans are fragile and guns do a lot of damage to guns humans. Guns are really efficient yeah. uh, in a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at, at, um, at and obviously they're in unnatural things that can't be killed by bullets, but like, yeah, uh, uh, the humans can. Um, yeah. So, uh, and again, we're trying to get the vibe, not trying to actually be a simulationist. This is like, you know, Phoenix Command level with windage and shit like that. <laughs> it's not that. It's like guns, of, people start pulling out guns, people start dying pretty quickly. And so like, um, you know, Jason, I know you put something on the list. Uh, yeah. I did. I, I had a couple of other thoughts as okay. well. But like definitely, you know, um, you know, starting with with a positive um, and thinking about kind of contemporary fiction for a good vibe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Weirdly enough, there's a movie came out on Netflix maybe three years ago Mm -hmm. um, done by some of the John Wick guys. It's called Extraction. Mm -hmm. It stars Chris Hemsworth. And uh, that is one of the most uh, accurate representations I've seen while still being a fun action movie of contemporary combat styles being merged together. And by that, I mean, you know, hand to hand, I mean, uh, you know, firearms, Mm -hmm. knives, and all of that interacting with the notion of body armor. Mm. And and that is probably the most interesting component to it is, uh, obviously about the 38 minute mark is the most infamous part of the movie. It's like a 12 minute long, you know, uh, I don't remember the the film term for it, but like a, a single cut, you know, it's like a oh, single yeah. frame. Yeah, like like there's no cuts to it. Uh, fight sequence in which uh, Hemsworth is a mercenary trying yeah. to go rescue a a Extracts an, an, one. yeah an Indian mobster's son. That's yeah. that's our story. It's it does not break any molds. So don't go in expecting to have <laughs> to have a, a story I mean, revitalize yeah. your, your comprehension of fiction. Yeah, but it, it's a very interesting depiction both of its setting but also of contemporary combat. And in that, you know, he is fighting. Jakarta, I think, police, uh, a, another mercenary hired by the, the, the father to mm-hmm. get the son back, and then the criminals as well, uh, while, while also trying to get this kid out. And the depictions of, you know, of, of how, what he has to do, what others are trying to do to 
stop each other, you know, with firearms, you know, trying to get through each other's body armor because everybody's wearing armor mm. for once. Uh, well, the criminals aren't, but it's the they're, cops they're, are. They're, they're poor street kids. Like yeah, the yeah. other assassin and the cops are all armored up to the gills. There's even one dumbass is wearing those stupid Chinese bulletproof fi- uh, face plates that don't wear that. Um, by the way, <laughs> I, I had a guy oh, yeah. wear one in Iraq. Don't do that. Oh no, just saying. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it, it's really good. It's it's really good depiction of like what actually goes into mm. like you know actually getting in to that tight uh of angles of combat when yeah. your opponents are equally are actually equally on like, rather than goombas you know when you're yeah. playing D and you're murder hoboing your way through the, through the landscape you, and the disparity between someone who's extremely skilled and practices yes every day you know it's a perishable skill yeah yeah one thing i would say as as an expert in close quarters battle myself <laughs> uh was that like the cqb portrayed in that aren't a film is like the best possible scenario 100 if you're talking about like zero dark 30 and like that kind of shit like guys running kill houses for 12 hours a day for like weeks before the operation yes uh that that's great that's how it's supposed to be and like if you make your firearms or your military science check like that is great as a handler to describe your player or describe yourself doing all those cool things but like what i would like to bring up is like if you want a gunfight that's modeled like a delta green should be that's reservoir dogs that is (laughs) Everyone is is screaming. Everyone is shot, but not quite dead yet. Rolling around on the ground, bleeding out, (laughs) blood all over the drywall, shit's on fire. Someone's crying in the corner because they've never seen anything like that before. Yes. Like you want Tarantino as sudden, pointless, like 20 minutes of buildup and then everyone's dead in the basement violence. (laughs) Like because... Cause like, yeah, you could get Chris Hemsworth. Maybe you are Chris Hemsworth and you got 90 in firearms. Delta Green's going to put you with that dude in the video standing in all the f- fucking mannequins. Oh, the gravy seal. Because he's available. Yeah. Like they had him in the Rolodex. And he, so he's your partner. He's willing to go out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and to wit, you know, as Caleb pointed out, you know, this is, this is still, you know, that that's a, that's a great scenario. That's, that's perfectly choreographed by a bunch of filmmakers who are very good at shooting. Yeah, Russo brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very good at that. You know what doesn't, Help though is when dice despise you, and I'm talking about myself in the God's Teeth campaign, where I'm constantly rolling ninety plus rolls. Oh, my, yeah. my firearm skills are eighty. I'm the best shooter by by a mile in my group, so I'm supposed to be taking care of stuff. And it's actually the eighteen year old EMT who ended up killing the the initial the big bad, bad yeah. with a sawed off twelve gauge she'd never seen before that night. Whereas she ran up behind her and domed her in yep, the brain. Yep. Yeah. Whereas I rolled a nine. And my firearm, you know, completely falls apart on me. And now my arm has been rolled up like a fruit roll up by this fucking thing's tentacles. Because because if you want if you want verisimilitude, everyone yes. plans to be Chris Hemsworth in extraction. Exactly. If we learn anything from Iraq and Afghanistan, it didn't go down that way. Like uh, uh, there were complications yes. on site. That yes. reminds me of another Netflix thing. Uh, have you both seen Mosul? Um, yeah, Mosul's no, fantastic. Not yet. Not okay. Yet. Yeah. Mosul is also like showing like uh, trained uh, Iraqi soldiers trying to mm-hmm. retake it from ice. You know the city from. Uh, ISIS. Yeah. Yep. And they're trained, but like shit goes bad. Like there's yes. ricochets, grenades bounce the wrong, hit the wrong thing and bounce back. You know? And I, I also think yeah. Mosul's good in that it shows the difference between like, cause like you wouldn't play Delta green if you were just another asshole. Like if you yeah. were just another guy who saw things wrong that couldn't be explained mm-hmm. and then 
um, I don't know, your CEO said, actually, it's a weather balloon. You're like, okay, like you're, <laughs> you're not a player character or it's just like, well, ignore the screaming and the flinching that you saw in that basement. We're fine. You're just like, all right, well, I don't want to lose my job. You don't get like, you're the good one. You're the one who couldn't go on with it anymore. Um, even though you're in a system that's incapable of handling it. And Mosul's perfect for that. Cause it shows the U S doesn't give a fuck yeah. <laughs> about anything going on. Half of the people there don't give a fuck, or they're in the pockets of ISIS, or they're be, or they're using it as a way to. Think. Everyone's looking out for number one, and and the guys who go in and do what needs to be done are zealots. They are all fucked up in one way or the other, are motivated in some. It's like I hate right. ISIS. I'm going to kill as many. Yeah, of those yeah like they're they're else. zealots. They're broken. They're yeah. crusaders. They're different. Like, and that's a good thing to build your character around. Like, you're not going to be the one who just says it's okay. Yeah, like yeah. that by definition, that's why you're here yeah and so that's a cool thing to build a character mm-hmm. concept around you are literally raging against the dying of the light so that's that you know anything that takes that sort yeah. of john brownian self-ecstatic destruction into mind is probably more authentic as a character experience for like the setting of delta green um than, I, I need than a guy who's just that, like yeah. well uh, a seldon's in my paycheck this week yeah oh shit guess <laughs> guess i'll go work at a stereo store like yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah uh no that's a good point um because yeah that's a the whole point of delta greens you're doing shit that you know is self-destructive but like yeah you gotta do it like, yep. you feel mm-hmm. like you gotta do it uh <laughs> that is the that is the premise of the game mm-hmm. um yeah are there any other uh, uh, uh just last thumbs up for extraction though is uh for for all the mall ninjas out there it uh, actually yeah. demonstrates realistically the limitations and strengths i'll give it that of the karambit knife uh oh, yeah. in, a, in a great little knife fight sequence Ooh. yeah um so yeah is that too? I saw it when it came out. I need to rewatch it now. Yeah. Uh, Cause maybe just fast forward. <laughs> got a knife fight. Yeah. 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 30, 38 minute mark is where the scene is. That's the scene everybody needs okay. to watch. And that's that again, the rest of the movies, it's fine. I, I do like it, but it's, it's, it's tribe. It's if you like the genre, you know, everything that's going to happen. And again, and just nothing, describe yeah. it like extraction. If they crit their melee combat role, otherwise it's Eastern promises, baby. Yes. Yeah. Three um, naked guys roll around on the floor, cutting yes. themselves to pieces. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but on, on other, you know, vibe stuff. Well, first I've got a warning, not escape from Tarkov. So many people keep trying to be like, I'll go play that. If you want to, like, no, <laughs> no, fuck no, and yeah. no. Um, but I, if you do want a video game to kind of get in vibes, mm-hmm. I actually do like Hunt Showdown. Oh, in, yeah. in in for vibe only. Obviously, setting is incorrect, yeah. and you have the means to actually defeat the monster every time. Whereas that's a that's, a that's big never if. that's never a given. In yeah, fact, yeah. I think I've only played exactly one scenario, and I was staggered when I rolled my lethality. And Caleb said I did in fact kill the monster with <laughs> with a lethality roll, and I was like, well, I wasted the lethality roll here. That's fun. Oh, it worked. I. I'm staggered. Okay, what? cool. Let's, 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 I guess let's leave then. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, as far as a game that really kind of, you are a normal person without any comprehension or knowledge of a supernatural scenario that you are stuffed in where mm-hmm. everything is so good at killing you. And then of course you have to deal with other dickhead humans as well yeah. in along the process. Humans are the real threat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Like yeah. that, I, that's a, that's I think, good, I think that's, that's, that's a, a great, pick, yeah. I think that's a great pick. Yeah. I think it's a great thing for, if you want to, if you want a video game to get you in the vibe for Delta green, I, like, I think that's the one I would go to. every uh, time. Yeah, no, that's good. For, Cause also the Southern Gothic, like grotesque, 
vibe of it. You could still like that's it's still like that in certain parts of Louisiana. It is. So yes. Like, <laughs> you could totally do a scenario based on that. Um, I uh, for video games, I know uh, I would pick the fear series because yes. it's a tactical. Yes. Well, not like tactical tactical, but like you have like bullet time. Yeah, shit it, like that, it's yeah. a first person shooter. Yeah. But yeah you, you know, you're um, supposed to be a somebody. You're with, shooting, with you know, the, these, you know, uh, uh, dudes, but also supernatural shit is going on that you don't understand. So like getting yeah. getting the vibe of like, yeah, just go in this building and uh, uh, secure it. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden the lights go out and there's a ghost standing and then there's a Japanese ghost girl standing yeah, in front yeah. and you're like, I'm sorry. I just like imagining the SRT CEO briefing before they go in there. Like, we're going to kill Samara from the ring. Yeah. This is a target. <laughs> <laughs> Slapping a pointer on a picture of like a young girl. Like, oh, She's got a tactical knockdown on. <laughs> <laughs> Arm up for penetration. We got breaching charges for that well. Yeah, uh, yeah. right. <laughs> oh my god, I kind of oh want to see that now. Um, yeah, were there any games that uh, uh, you came to mind for uh, Delta Green, either theme or vi- or procedural elements? Um, actually, there is. Uh, you should always right? imagine yeah. uh, that that Acel. Uh, isn't the XCOM director, but oh, care, yeah. cares about as roughly about your lives <laughs> as the XCOM director does in Iron Man mode, yeah. which is zero. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, that's a good way to run it. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't uh, video games like you know. There's there's good body horror and stuff to describe. Oh sure, for mm-hmm. imagery, but that's like all inspo. Like you can get that off of Pinterest boards. Yeah, yeah I sure. would say like I get more out of. Um, Anything in like cognitive or behavioral science, because like if you're going to describe something cosmic and Lovecraftian, you are by definition describing something that is uh, hidden in large part because human senses Mm -hmm. or human cognitive sets or human ideologies uh, cannot cope with what it actually is. It's Mm. just insufficient to the task. And so anything you can find about like. And again, True Detective mentioned, but synthesia. Um, oh yeah, uh, you know the the man who mistook his wife for a hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know any, anything about like weird cognitive slips, switches, yeah. uh, biases, face you know, face, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's always good as a uh, thing to insert as like a sort of creeping dread in the scenario, because mm-hmm. um, you know it's one thing if you just break out the guys with you know rib scythes for arms the second you get. <laughs> into the Ishimura yeah, and, yeah. and that's fun. And that's a certain type of scenario. But like, if you want to do the procedural and the verisimilitude, there's got to be a slower burn Oh yeah, and you need a way to show the players that something is wrong mm-hmm. without them instantly just breaking out a 12 gauge and going ham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and usually, uh, I, I think Tom Spanauer calls it on the body writing and creative writing. Like oh, yeah. Keeping that grounded in the senses, in the physical space you're in mm-hmm. and anything you can do either like medically or with knowledge of like how, uh, you know, the the senses are used or invoked in writing in the image. Yeah. Uh, that'll help you a lot as a handler and even as a player describing what you're doing. Yeah. yeah I mean, you can. T- yeah. Real world medical phenomenon is, is actually really can is horrifying. Like one of the things I've always toyed with is um, there's actually a. F- contagious form of cancer that's you like only tasmanian devils have it mm-hmm. and they get it from biting each other so it's like a face cancer yeah because they bite each other in the face um and so it's like oh what if that was like a shagath and so people were just spreading this contagious form of cancer turning them like their brains inside out <laughs> it's like that's really horrifying yeah. yeah so there's all kinds of weird 
uh, medical phenomena you could do. Uh, but going back to games, uh, a game I realized when we were talking earlier about like Supernatural is like Phasmophobia is actually a really good procedural game. Great procedural game. Um, yeah. Because it's actually kind of unique. I don't know of any other games that are like co-op deductive reasoning because uh, uh, like there's a ghost in the house, mm-hmm. but there's different types of ghosts and each ghost has like unique traits. And so like you have a number of tools and uh, you have to go into the house and like solve what kind of ghost it is. And sometimes yep. it's process of elimination. Well, it can't be this ghost. It can't be this ghost. It can't be this ghost. It has to be this ghost. Or it's like, oh, it has this, this, and this, tra- these traits. And uh, so it's this ghost. And here's how we, you know, stop that ghost. Uh, or we're all dead. And so, like, it, it gets the basic thing. If you want to do a Delta Green scenario, that is like, you got to figure out what the fuck this thing is before you get killed. You know, you only have so many tries. You only have so many things you can do before you're, you just got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And burn the house down. I hope that works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that would be really fun. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and thinking again on, um, on, uh, you know, something to, to help with kind of mm-hmm. visualizing, you know, how, uh, you know, a tactical approach yeah. goes through for actually clearing through a home oh, or, yeah. or a structure. Uh, and also getting across to you very quickly that again, firearms uh, tend to be quite efficient in, in the vast majority of instances without, mm-hmm. you know, uh, lots of outliers that don't need to be gotten into to throw everything off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a game called door kickers, um, oh, okay. which is a, it, it's, it's a, a new newer renovation of the, the old top down tax shooters, like the SWAT games yeah, yeah. back in the nineties. It's actually quite self-aware if you couldn't tell from its name, but it actually is a phenomenal game. If you want to be like, all right, what's it really like to uh, have to go down a hallway, you know, calling, you know, you know, short wall, long wall, you know, T intersection, you know, door left door right, breaching left, breaching right. And if you fuck it up, you're you're probably going to die because again, person was in the corner. Yep. Somebody's in the corner. Gotcha. Um, And and these range, it's hard to miss. Ready or not. Yeah. It does the same thing. Is that the, is that the SWAT game with like horror elements in it? Well, I mean, they they do like there is a SWAT. You game do you do around. invade like a serial killer's house. Yeah, and, okay, and that's, stuff like yeah, that. But yeah. like, it's also got like convenience store robbery scenarios. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. But but there's more importantly, civilians. You know, you know, uh, securing people behind mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. with zip ties, yep. uh, non lethal rounds, non you know pepper spray rounds, paint gun. Yeah, you know all that all that kind of stuff. Flashbangs, all that kind of stuff. Okay, that's cool. Um, but going back to uh, you know when you're talking about extraction, I'm reminded of another movie that had. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of DG elements. And I, I remember you, uh, I think, mentioned it when we were doing the original God's Teeth campaign. That's the first Sicario. Um, yep. Yeah. That's, that's another yeah. really good contemporary. Uh, because it opens up with a very Delta Green scene. Of, yeah. You know, uh, spoilers for the first scene, there are bodies in the wall. Like, mm-hmm. And then uh, there's a really good gunfight on a, on a road. Like all the cars are parked because of uh, traffic or whatever. And again, very, yeah. very realistic in its dynamicness of like, all right, you got a bunch of professionals and they're, they've got that they, they're already set. Like what mm-hmm. do you do? And again, we're talking from the perspective of some cartel gang bangers here. Like you're the, if you're the players like, ah, you, you've lost. Um, yeah. yeah. Like game over. And yeah. How but, would the fast and furious operation run if people actually gave a shit about what they were doing yeah. instead of just middle-aged guys doing cocaine yeah. in El Paso? Well, and that is another thing kind of get back to what you were saying, yeah, Caleb, yeah, yeah. of actually talking about like kind of some of the degradation components of bureaucracy and, and whatnot. Yeah. And like, again, this is a phenomenal one where you have a zealot CIA agent and you've got a, 
I don't know if I would call Emily Blunt's character Zelda, but definitely a, a believer in that she's doing the right thing as a cop and gets an idealist. Gets, yeah. She's a, yeah, idealist. Yeah. I think that's the better the better word than a zealot. But um, yeah, uh, fuck, I've dropped his name, but yeah, yeah, the yeah. CIA agent is definitely a definitely a zealot. Yeah, 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 and yeah, getting getting rolled up and you know uh, constantly being lied to, and you're being lied to to actually help execute. And oh, why are you you know so what did it all mean? Well, we need you to legitimize this operation because because you you have the right alphabet soup behind your name. That's yeah, it. that's yeah. all. That's the only reason you're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got us the ten gallon hat guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we sent them to kill a bunch of people in a hole in the ground. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, a big thematic element of Delta Green is yeah. having the players uh real like have a moment where like are we the baddies you know like kind of thing <laughs> and like uh kind of go into that so like sicario shows a lot of that you know yes. emily Blunt is like oh are we the baddies yeah you know? like what's going on here yeah. uh keeping secrets from each other you know um yeah there's a lot of stuff to go in there um yeah uh, if you want raw trade craft for shows the best one i've seen on lately is probably slow horses which is about uh it's on apple tv it's the gary oldman one Okay. Uh, a, it's about fuck ups. So <laughs> it's a house of MI five people who have all fucked up, <laughs> and they are put into a single house and like given the actual intelligence jobs of like go through this man's trash every day for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, and so like that's one guy's job. Mm-hmm. Like and like some of them in there are just because like they're annoying and their bosses don't like them. <laughs> uh, but it's run by Gary Oldman's character who is like an old he is there because he knows so much shit on everyone from the Cold War's day they can't mm-hmm. get rid of him and it's the only place they can hide him <laughs> and he is a uh like there, there's a great scene where he knows they're going to be arrested um but he doesn't tell the woman he's with that he's there to pick up and then they get in the car and they're going to the parking lot and they pat him down Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they put him in the car and then he pretends to get like, you know, he starts shooting snot out of his nose cause he's got a sneeze and like, Oh God, he's like, Hey, can you give me a tissue? And he goes to the woman's purse and he pulls his gun, which he put into her purse <laughs> when he walked in the apartment. <laughs> and like, that is like some George smiley, like, mm, well, that is, <laughs> that is some good clandestine detail. Oh, like yeah, yeah. they have a lot of moments like, yeah. like that, that are uh, good to work into things for if you want to represent like tradecraft like yeah. tradecraft yeah. like real spook shit yeah. yeah yeah like delta green does veer into espionage a lot of times mm-hmm. yes know? uh the because the ad- espionage is crime yeah, yeah they are the same they are the same <laughs> skill set <laughs> they just go to different courts like yeah. sometimes quite literally yeah yeah crime is just making money yeah it's espionage just is, yeah it's just crime yeah. yeah if it's for making money it's crime if it's for <laughs> any other re- ideological reason it's espionage that's basically it yeah yeah, yeah. And, until it's for it's you know, a, selling crack to yeah, yeah. black neighborhoods. Then it's also for making money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of other influences, uh, I was reminded of the void uh, as a pure, like this is what a Delta green operation looks like. If you were a, a impartial observer, you know, like it starts, you know, with people dragging people out of a house and burning them, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it gets worse from there. Um, yeah, yeah. The void is yeah. very Delta green. Yeah. Uh, uh, speed run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because it's also a lot of people like not have having an imperfect idea of what's going on. And like the 
the only people who do have a, 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 a perfect idea of or a better understanding of what's going on aren't telling the others like what's happening. They only like Delta Green thing is to tell people the absolute minimum to get them to do the mission or to do whatever they need to do. Uh, not to no you know, compartmentalization and just like, uh, yeah. And, and it just gets worse and worse and worse no matter what they do. Like, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's a very good. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'll say one thing about like real world stuff again. And I, I, I you can tell me this is wrong. But yeah, like yeah. I, I my my idea is that if you uh, are playing Call of Duty for real, mm-hmm. if you can wait, you wait. Like yeah. if cops know there's a person in there that they need that is armed, they're just going to go around it and like blast Miley Cyrus at it yeah. or or <laughs> like have the hostage negotiator talk to them endlessly or wait till they run out of food or cut mm-hmm. the power. Or you're going to do like what Baz does anytime there's a threat is just like I just throw as many grenades as I have in there. <laughs> <laughs> and and hope it sorts itself out before I have to walk through the door, which is also a valid yeah. tactic in Delta Green. Um, so I would say that as as a uh, handler, one thing you have to contrive and not recommendize is you need a clock. Yeah. yeah. Like there's got to be a reason you just don't wait it out. Yes. Like because mm-hmm. otherwise your players are going to him mm-hmm. and haw and dither and hypothetical and you will never actually do something. So yeah. like you, you need a, you need a, like, if not a like clock, clock, like, like mm-hmm. uh, blades in the dark, you need a, um, what is going to be in all this fiction that we've mentioned, which yeah. is a reason you need to go faster. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, cause like, that's how you accelerate. Like an extraction. I believe like they, like, uh, uh, Chris and worth mission is to get rescue the sun and get them to the extraction point yeah. at a certain time, because that's when that's, <laughs> there's only a limited window yep. in which that extraction. We got available. a helicopter coming in. Yeah. And it's not yeah. it's not OK with the Indian government. It's going to be there. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> like even even true detective, like the, the motivations of the characters is I don't want to die with this lift undone. Yeah. And yes. have a life built of nothing but shame. That's why they're going to go do it. But why they have to do it is that one of the characters is currently being investigated as a serial murderer. Yes. <laughs> and if they do not find the actual serial murderer, it is very clear what's going to happen to that character. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it is the framing device of the entire series because you got to put a stopwatch on this thing if you're mm-hmm. playing a game. Yes. Well, yeah, but very even so. even like in The Void, like the initial characters are like doing the thing because they, they're they they're trying to stop like an occult, an unnatural thing from happening and it seems to be spreading. Or you're so, trapped. And yeah, yeah. More, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And so like they, it's, it's very much like like it doesn't have to be a you know a government or like a human reason. It could be like oh shit, we have to stop it before the next full moon. Otherwise, they're going to do the thing or yeah. like that, yeah. that's why you see people who aren't thinking very hard. It's just like well, it's impossible to do horror. Yeah, with the age of the cell phone. Yeah, and it's because the clock was always we are in an isolated location and no help is coming. Right. That yeah. was the clock for four decades of horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's a good, and they yeah. can't fathom that, like, there are other reasons to speed up. Like, yeah. they, like there are other reasons to speed up than your car inexplicably I mean, I mean, like, going back to, like, a lot of the original X-Files episodes, a lot of the Monster Week is, like, we got to catch this thing before it disappears again. Like, before before we lose track of or it. Or kills have- again, or yeah. kills in a way that we cannot deny or cover up, yeah. or achieves its ultimate end. Uh, or I get pulled off the case or, you know, there's any number of reasons. Like they, I remember, I can't remember the exact name of the episode, but there is an episode where there's a, a killer who kills people based on like a multi-decade cycle. Like it kills people for a while and then it goes to hibernate for like 10 or 20 years. And, 
the what? Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers. Well, the, uh, I was thinking there's an X-Files episode that does it too. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. the movie Jeepers Creepers where like the Jeeper, uh, the Creeper wakes up, kills people for like a summer and then goes back to sleep for 30 years or whatever. And that's like, yeah. that's yeah. like a knockoff of it, isn't it too? Uh, uh, oh yeah. Years. It. Yeah. 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 Cicada cycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, I hate a cycle. Yeah. So like there's any number of ways to put in a clock mm-hmm. uh, and we just mentioned like four or five ways to do it. So like, yeah, that would well, be and, and it just on a basic level, you know, is, you know, make it go hot as well. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like Caleb discussing the notion of like law enforcement, not, you know, yeah, like an extraction, like yeah, everyone's like, shooting at each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And to be clear, it doesn't have to be rational, like <laughs> like a lot of people die because someone got bored or they wanted a clearance or they wanted to be seen as like a hot shot. And are they, they yeah. went in with shit Intel and they yeah. went in when other people told them this is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> they went in when the people going in told them it was a terrible idea. Like it doesn't have to be rational if you're, especially if you're working for like the official organization, like mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. it can be pretty arbitrary. Cause guess what? That's government work. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're. Hey, you group. finished filling out all those documents. Shred them. Do it again. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, uh, I mean, there are a lot of like official Delta Green scenarios where it's like, here's a bad guy organization messing with this mythos thing. And then they fuck up. And then like it starts leaking out and starts doing this thing. And that sets up a clock. And like, uh, yeah. So like, yeah, everyone makes mistakes, uh, including the bad guys. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely let your bad guys make mistakes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a lot more fun that way. Uh, um, but yeah, the the only other thing I can think of, just going back to, to Tone and Atmosphere, is another movie, a little more obscure, called Angel Heart, uh, starring like a 1987 movie starring Mickey Work. Uh, Robert De Niro's in it, basically as the devil. I know it, the name, but I don't know. If it's I like a noir film, yeah. but it's like an occult noir it's film. Deeply yeah. uncomfortable sex scenes. Yes, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's that's why I know. Yeah, that's yeah. the one where yeah they basically did porn with Rourke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and it's it, but it gets this like oppressive like vibe of doom like this character is the more he's investigating this case like the more he thinks he like something just he's just warned that something incredibly bad is going to happen to him if he keeps pursuing it yet he keeps doing it and so it's like very like oh there's this air of doom hanging over delta green agents and uh that sort of movie captures that pretty well i thought so but it's like a 30s movie or set in the 30s so uh not exactly procedural but again like weird shit that happens and you don't quite understand why and then you're dead or you have a fate worse than death so yes yes Um, thank you you for that Caleb (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um, doing my job yeah Uh, so yeah the uh, so those are uh, just some recommendations of uh, things to get in the mood to sort of like get the Delta Green mindset Um, and uh, I hope this was helpful to you all Uh, and uh, I don't know what a a game we'll do for next episode but you know we'll talk about it on the Patreon and on the RPPR Discord so if you're not a member of our Discord uh, you should join it, um, you know, link your Patreon and discord accounts, uh, and check that out. And of course we'll have after hours later this month. Uh, but before we go, uh, Jason, did you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, still doing, um, Warhammer 40 K coaching and lessons over on, uh, Twitch gray TTV. Uh, okay. Uh, we tend to do it every Wednesday, Warhammer Wednesday. So come on by, hang out. Yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes, yep. uh, to the Twitch page. Be sure to follow. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Warhammer stuff. Yeah. Uh, Thank yeah. You. And uh, Caleb? Yeah, I can be heard playing Delta Green with Jason and Ross over at uh, Delta Green Dead channels on Patreon. Okay. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for uh, supporting your PVR Patreon. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.
Sound test. Hey, I am talking into a microphone. All right. Getting those sweet, sweet levels. Uh, Caleb, do you want to talk? I am also talking into a microphone. All right. And that's great. (laughs) Yes. All right, Jason, do you want to talk? Uh, I can't believe that this is the microphone I ended up talking into for my life, but here we are. And (laughs) at least it sounds pretty good. I have like four of that type, so it's probably a different one. No, I was more talking about I'm used to having a fucking throat mic or whatever. This was what I was expecting my life to look like. I thought you were talking about your rap career. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Cool. All right. Do, 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 do.